Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the party. You know, when, when you think politics, integrity, truth, I know I think of Jackman Radio. Let's give a big, warm welcome for them. You know. I don't, I don't go online all that much, but uh, my kids made me a tape of their podcast. It's astounding. Truly unbelievable. Come on, guys. Eric and Mike Jackman. that applause. Let me hear that applause again. Wow, what a good looking crowd. What a really, really good looking crowd. I'd like to take you home with me. I'd like to take you all home with me. Well, welcome to Jackman Radio Live at the Jaffrey Legion. We are so excited to be here. Um, man, we went and saw the new Purge movie last week. It's the first time I went to the movie theaters in a year and a half. And, uh, you know, basically, we didn't even need to really go to the movies. We could have just lived the last year and a half, and that's The Purge. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really... Wow. Yeah, that's kind of like The Purge. My review was, uh, yeah, I went to a movie for the first time in a year and a half. It was loud, annoying, obnoxious, violent, stupid. Go see it. <laughs> yeah, or or look, look out your bloody window, you know, or go onto social media. But it's not really that bad. There's no. hope, right? Yeah, yeah, there's hope. There's hope, guys, right? There's hope, yeah. There's I hope so. because we're all here at the Jaffrey Legion in person tonight, guys. How does it feel? This is nice. How does it feel? Beautiful faces. Look at the, all these beautiful faces. It's so nice to be here. My mom's here, too. Can we hear from my mom? Yeah, where's mom? There's mom back there. I love you, mom. She harbored, she harbored two Al-Qaeda terrorists. <laughs> Brought them to term in 1986, and now here we are, inflicting our friggin' shit on everybody our insanity so it's your fault mom yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite boston girl carol from somerville we, we made fun of carol's accent growing up a lot we did we did make fun of our mom's accent quite a bit we were kind of relentless to your mom i want to i want to apologize publicly to my mom <laughs> well <laughs> she's a she's a boston girl packing a car anybody here around for the blizzard of 78 who remembers the blizzard of 78 you know, Mom, I really, I feel like Ben Affleck owes you, Ben Affleck owes you $100 million, Mom. That's how I feel. Yeah. For that act, that horrible accent that he does. I'll see you on this side or the other by Duncan's. <laughs> yeah, it's bastardized, isn't it? Yeah. K Casey Affleck, too. I feel like Casey Affleck was the Affleck brother. He was born, but he didn't quite get it, as much oxygen as Ben <laughs> during birth. He's, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, it was kind of like, hey, well, don't, don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry, Casey, we're gonna let you make a couple movies. It's okay, it's gonna be all right. You can make some movies, you can do the Boston accent, you can get some uh, cream in your coffee. Believe me, everything's gonna be fine. But uh, Boston is an interesting place. It's a very interesting, we're not that far from Boston. No, we're, we're, we're also not far enough, you know. You go, <laughs> you go to uh, Fenway, man, and sit out in the bleachers, and if, if that's not, you know, reason enough to... Uh, believe in Darwinism? Believe in Darwinism, I don't know what is, you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it feels good. We've been planning this show for a while, and um, it's, it's weird planning a comedy show or a podcast or something live with people because 
No one really knows what to do. No one knows, no one knows what protocol, how about protocol is just wake up in the morning. Just wake up in the morning. Not a big deal, just then, get up, you know? Then make it to bed that evening. Yeah. Rinse and repeat, try it again. Yeah, it feels like that. It feels like uh, strange times. It does. I think every generation says that though at one point or another, you know? And, and people like to dump on millennials and I will say I am, an, I am a millennial. I'm not afraid to admit that. Proud millennials. Do we have any other millennials in the audience tonight? Yeah, that's okay, you can cheer. I'd say if you were born 1980, 81 to like, what, 92 or... Is it 92? Technically you're a millennial and, you know, we had, um, we had Iraq War One, we had Iraq War Two, we had 9-11, we had the 2008 crash, we had COVID-1984, uh, you know, the housing market sucks. Excuse me, we had Donald Trump too. Yeah, we, we had, had Donald Trump, we'll we get, did. We'll get to that. But, uh, <laughs> and, you know, we're all still here, so I think we're pretty resilient. Um, they say the same thing about cockroaches, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I live in an apartment that's like a place where cockroaches would live too as a millennial, so that's nice. That's a nice thing. A lot, of people, kind of a, nice thing. a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, I mean, not being able to get a house till you're like 40 or 50 or dead, <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, then you, well, then as a millennial, who are we gonna will, if we get any property, who are we gonna will it to? Who are you gonna leave it to, you know? know? That's a great question. If you were to have a house, I mean, who do you, who do you leave it to? Probably leave it to the state, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, they'll get it anyways. Leave it to the, uh, what's the generation behind us? Gen Y or Gen, who are like the younger ones? Like they just stay in their bedroom all day on, on their phones. What are they called? Yeah, 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 Gen Z. I feel bad for Gen Z. Because we, we, I remember a time before these things and that was, that was pretty, pretty fucking nice. That was cool. I, Does anyone remember those times? <laughs> that was pretty, before this fucking bullshit ran our life, before that? Before Mark, Mark Zuckerberg knew every article I ever read. Every you every, porn site every, you every, visited. Every one of my favorite porn stars. Every, every Beatles song I listened to. Mark, Mark Zuckerberg knows more about the Beatles than I do. It was a kinder, gentler, gentler time, man. Yeah, oh, throw it away. Throw yeah. it away. I did, I had a flip phone. I had a flip phone up until last year and then I eventually I was texting my friends. I was texting my friends saying, I couldn't read that last text because my flip phone sucks. <laughs> So he was I, the Jackman. They, everyone knew one Jackman had like a good phone. Yeah, you, I say, text my brother. How, how fucked up is that? So for, for, I'd be like talking to people. I'm like, text Eric. Like, for, for so many years, I was this guy's fucking secretary. I'm like, the fuck is this? Fucking send nudes or I'm not replying. You know, it's just like, I don't know who that, this is. That's the height of dysfunction right there. But it's true. I, I never had a cell phone. When did you get rid of your flip phone, Mike? April of 2020, I got rid of my flip phone. And uh, this guy's the fucking Unabomber. This is Unabomber right here. I mean, you know, I had my flip phone. I could do it all on my thumbs and do other things at the same time. And, and uh, it was pretty good. And I've, I'll tell you, I made fun of my sister because she's like, oh my God, I'm white girl wasted. I dropped and broke my phone. I've dropped and fucking broke the screen on this thing half a dozen times already. So I also want to apologize my, to my sister for making fun of you for breaking your phone. Mike, Mike has dropped his phone more times than Brittany dropped her firstborn, you know? <laughs> Free Britney. Let, free, can we just say free Britney? Can we guys? say free Britney? Free Britney. free Britney. Oh my God. Ooh, poor girl. Oh. I'll tell you, man. K, K Fed, Kevin Federline might be the best thing that ever happened to her. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember him. He was like a, the original SoundCloud rapper. He's like, he's like, yo, man, you know, Britney married that guy? She must have been under mind control. She or or conservatorship. 
Yeah, that's twisted. Yeah, you, you know what's really twisted? Um, Bill Cosby is out of jail. <laughs> and, and Britney Spears is not. Mm. And neither is Julian Assange. And Julian Assange is rotting in Her Majesty's Belmarsh prison, and that's wrong. It is wrong. But Bill Cosby gets to lick another pudding pop another day. <laughs> and he's trying to make a comeback. That dude is, is reaching out to bookers to book comedy shows, which... I don't know, that makes my fucking head hurt. I don't know, I don't know what that, how that makes you feel, but. Yeah, there was one booker saying that he could get like 20 or 30 grand to go do a show like this, you know? Yeah, where is he performing? Harvey Weinstein's cell? <laughs> That'd be a good reality show. Yeah, big, big brother, Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby. That's the new Ebony and Ivory. How good would that be? That would be good. <laughs> and the thing is, people would watch it. People would actually watch that shit. I'd pro I probably would. Yeah, I'd, I'd clip subscribe and I'd say, take my $5 a month, please, take it. So we went to the theaters, um, we were going to go see the new Fast and Furious movie. Uh, I, I like Jesus, it. Mike, I thought you weren't going to say that publicly. We didn't end up seeing it. We, we went, didn't see it. We saw The Purge, but um, boy, Fast and Furious, man, they went from like stealing DVD players to going up into space. <laughs> you you want to you talk about jumping the shark? They skipped the entire ocean. <laughs> And, uh, you know, sometimes in the morning when Eric wants to get me out of bed, he does his best Vin Diesel impression. And, uh, Eric, do you want to share with him what that sounds like? Hey, Brian, hang on! <laughs> Brian! So it's, it's, it's a car going in from one skyscraper, driving out of a skyscraper into another skyscraper. And there's like a, ni there's a nitrous boost, right? It's almost as believable as the official 9-11 story. Yeah, speaking of skyscrapers, it's almost very believable. Yeah, it's incredible. But, uh, I mean, Dominic Toretto's got to be, like, He's what, 70? <laughs> I mean, the CGI Paul Walker was believable to, mm. to a point, but mm. the fact that there's any gas left in the tank of that series is, is, is beyond me. But I'm, I am going to see the new one. I've seen... I'm a completist. <laughs> I've seen all of them. I love the, I love the series. I believe in family. <laughs> they... You want, hey, you want a beer? Sure, I'll have a beer. You can have any beer you want, as long as it's Corona. No one wants to hear Corona. Yeah. No one wants to hear that. I mean, the original was good. Yeah, so that was what year? 2001. All right. So, so that came out 20 years ago, guys. Jesus. The original Fast and Furious. Yeah. That's twisted. 20 years, so 20 years ago, we were like 15, 14. Yeah, we were in high school. We had to look up to people like Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. <laughs> So it's funny because Fast and Furious goes to space in the new one. It's almost like they could just do like a crossover with Guardians of the Galaxy. They could just kind of <laughs> have Vin Diesel switch from playing Dominic Toretto to Groot in like one swoop. It'd be more, it'd be believable. I, I, I'd believe it. Yeah, I'd I believe it. I trust it. Yeah, another thing in the news too, dude, and, and, and this, you know, they said about the Jackmans, we're into conspiracies and we're conspiracy theorists and we like to talk about conspiracies. And one train that I, I never really got on was the whole UFO deal. And I, it's almost like, you know, the government's talking about UFOs, and it's like, nobody gives you shit. <laughs> Does anybody here care? <laughs> there, could, there could be some fucking green thing right there out front, and people would be like, yeah, he's cool. He's yeah. cool. That's, that's normal. Yeah. It's really bizarre. It's, not, it's, it's, it's been normalized. It's a moot issue. There's, you know, voters don't care. They're for it. They're for it. So, <laughs> but it's weird because, like, the military has seen, um, you know, crafts that have no propulsion systems and they go from like you know 40,000 feet down to like 100 within an instant and I don't I don't know what the explanation is for that I mean I don't know I'm just glad that President uh, uh, Whitman 
from Independence from Day. Independence Day turned up for a Budweiser commercial. Did anyone else see that, that too? Incredible. That gave me some nostalgia for Independence Day. Will Smith, fucking, he's original MMA with aliens, you know? Just kicking their ass all around. Uh, you know, Bill Pullman's like, today's the day we celebrate our independence. We will not falter, we will not back down. And Jeff Goldblum's like, uh, uh, aliens find a way, find a way. And then the director's like, nah, it's the wrong movie, dude. This is not Jurassic Park. Yeah, everything's rehashed at this point, though. I mean, they're doing remakes and remakes and reboots and prequels and shriekels and integrals and sequels. <laughs> It make, it, quite frankly, it makes your head spin, doesn't it? It does. It makes your head spin. It does. They, they're doing Scream. They're doing another Scream, which is going to be interesting. I like the Scream movies, they're, although they're, that's Harvey Weinstein. That's was, why they're called Scream, by the way. Oh, my God, there's Harvey. Yeah! Yeah, instead of a knife, they have the doctor come in with the injection needle to try and put the silicone in his dick so he can get it up. <laughs> that's true, folks. Look that up. Google that. He had a guy with silicone with a needle. That's Seriously. real. Um, but they, uh, it's almost like they don't even need the ghost face mask. They should just have Courtney Cox, you know. They could, <laughs> they could just have her running around, you know, the Friends reunion, you know, off one set to the other. Oh. I almost feel like the UFO thing, like they're, they're, they're coming back down to earth to try and, to try and reunite with Joe Biden because he's, <laughs> he's one of the old greys. You ever see Biden giving a press conference? <laughs> E.T. phone home. <laughs> He's like looking up, waiting for the mothership to come back. I, I really do, I think that's what it is. So you, you, see, you see an alien when you see Biden? I see an old gray trying to reunite with his kind. <laughs> and let me tell you something, if, if E.T. had hair, goddammit, you know I'd sniff it. <laughs> I'd say, I whisper sweet nothings into E.T.'s ear or whatever that is. E.T., is that Pantene Pro-V or Head & Shoulders? Come on, man. Pass me some of those Reese's Pieces. But, you know, Trump's like, I look at Joe Biden, he wears the biggest masks. Remember that debate? Trump's like, he wears the biggest masks. He comes out here, it's unbelievable. He's tripping over his mask and he's forgetting where he is. Trump probably had COVID during that debate. I'm pretty sure that he did. Dude, he popped hot. He's making fun of Biden wearing a mask. Meanwhile, he has COVID. <laughs> He goes to Walter Reed and he's like in the car with the Secret Service, like just driving around. Like he do, he do, he doesn't care, man. They had him, they had him jacked up on some serious steroids. They had the king on a cocktail. They just had him at like Walter Reed. He just had like a piece of paper with a pen. He was just like, <laughs> dude, he, he's like doing monotony. He didn't even know what he was doing, man. He, I'm signing a new contract. Ken Griffey's signing with the Boston Red Sox. It reminded me of like Leslie Nielsen when he played the president in the scary movie. Films. Scary movie movies, yeah, very similar. Yeah. He's like, oh, I wonder what President Ford would do, and it's a portrait of Harrison Ford. <laughs> Remember that scary, scary movie? It's kind of like that. Yeah, the guy from The Apprentice was president. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Well, he actually, was. Where is he? Is he? Uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, where is he? Is he right here in the middle? Yeah, he's. Where do we have him? Uh, he's in the. Stuck in the middle with Trump. Excuse me, no collusion. No collusion. Yeah, who do we got up here, Mike? We have. Um, we have uh, Caitlin. Caitlin running for governor of California. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that's, Caitlin. That's all woman. And then we have Donald J. Trump. And then we have Vlad P. Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin. Vlad, Vlad's a great guy, okay? He never poisoned any journalists. From what I understand, they like the way polonium tastes in their tea, okay? They like how rat poisoning kind of glistens in their tea. Yeah, they, they, I mean, so Trump is what, 76? He just turned 75. 75. He's robust. He's strong. He's strong. Yeah, he's strong. Yeah, Putin's, strong. what, 68? He's younger, yeah. How old's Caitlin? 
Caitlin's like 70, she's over 70. I'm 70, Sean. Yeah, she went on Sean Hannity, this is great. <laughs> Caitlin, how you doing, how you feeling? You're running for governor, what do you think? I'm doing great, babe, how you doing? <laughs> you know how one eye, kind of the collagen didn't maybe make it? It didn't take, like it was maybe like, she, she, she went to a strip mall for the collagen that day and it was kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Sean, my mother loves you. She's a World War II vet and she's 97 years old and she's watching right now. Say hi to her. Yeah, and her, her name was Esther. Yeah, her, oh, of course her name's Esther. She was born in the 20s. But yeah, I mean, Caitlin for governor, uh, I, th I think it's reminiscent to Arnold for governor in a lot of ways. You yeah, know, action heroes, action, action heroes, Republican action heroes that we can really get behind. Yeah, and Caitlin, when she was on Sean Hannity, if you haven't seen it, you know, do yourself a favor. But uh, they're they're uh, doing the interview in Caitlyn Jenner's private hangar, private airport hangar for her private jet, because we all have our own personal hangars, right? I was uh, so Caitlyn was uh, Sean Sean Hannity was like, Caitlyn, how you doing? Great to be here. It's an honor. You know. Sean had to get some of Trump's, uh, you know, shit, shit off his nose, you yeah. know. But, um, yeah, because, tr tr dude, Trump and Sean Hannity love each other. That's, that's the real Brokeback Mountain. That's the real Brokeback. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the lat. Look, excuse me, excuse me. Sean, excuse me. Sean Hannity is the first voice I hear in the morning. And then when I go to bed at night, he's the last voice I hear. And I dream about him, I do, quite frankly. I dream about Sean Hannity. I have the most beautiful lucid dreams about him. M me and him together in Mar-a-Lago, sunbathing, rubbing each other down, having a great time, fighting the deep state, okay? <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. <laughs> but they love, e they love each other, so Caitlin, they do, yeah, they Caitlin do. did- It's a very Goebbels relationship with the, like, kind yeah, of like, yeah. Fuhrer type relationship. It's there, it's there, it's there's there. love. It's they, there. they need each other. They do need each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Caitlin did Sean Hannity and it was amazing, you know? He, Caitlin was like, I was in my hangar here, Sean, and I looked across the way and I saw my neighbor who has his own hangar and he was packing up his Cessna, his private plane. I said, what are you doing? Where are you going? He said, I'm leaving, I'm moving out of here. I said, where are you going? He said, I'm going to Sedona. I'm really, I'm moving to Sedona. And <laughs> why, 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 why are you leaving? He said, I can't stand to look at the homeless anymore. I just can't look at the homeless. But I'm not leaving, Sean, I'm gonna stay and I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight and I'm gonna fight for the children. I'm doing it for the children, Sean. And you know, if I got to look at the homeless up on my hilltop, you know, with uh, my, uh, you know, shoe closet, which is bigger than the Jaffrey Legion, I'm going to do it. I'm going <laughs> to make that sacrifice, Sean, and I'm going to do it for the children and for the people of California. I think Caitlin's got a shot. What do you think? Dude, I am 110% here for Caitlin to be governor. Yeah. Like Ronald Reagan. I mean, Ronald Reagan was governor. That guy was a... He started off as a cigarette clown model. cigarette model. He was also an FBI informant. He was an we'll FBI informant. That yeah, that's he interesting. Was, he was. Reagan was an FBI informant. Um, he, I, would you call him a B movie actor or like a C or actor. Evan Spacey was better actually. Ooh, bro. Spacey man, that's another one. They could, what a couple of his victims died. Yeah. So like, yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's good. He's good. He's good. And, and every year, this is this is. I, I don't really see Mike being that afraid of stuff or stuff freaking him out. Every year, one thing that freaks Mike Jackman out is the holiday season Kevin Spacey video that he puts out. Yeah, those are 
That shit. That Ooh. shit. That shit is creepy. That is creepy. That is really. I, I don't know what to make of it. I thought he was a great president. He did a great job as president. He was good. His approval ratings were pretty high. House of Cards. House of Cards is a great show. It was. But uh, no, we were here for Caitlin. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sending 500 to California. I'll send 500 she bucks. She needs it. She yeah. needs it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it for the children. Chloe, I'm coming for you. I went from the Wheaties box with Bruce. I'll call him Bruce Banner. To keeping up with the Kardashians. To this. You know, and the f***ed up thing is, I think Caitlyn's the best looking out of all of them. I'm just going to yeah. come out and say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really, I feel that. I think so, too. I do, too. I do. Caitlyn's every woman. Caitlyn is the, more, the most interesting, the most intelligent, and the best looking out of all those fucking people. Yeah, I'd say so. I'm just, be, I'm just being honest. I know. I'm just being honest. Caitlyn's got a shot. Oh yeah, I'm here for it. California is what the 13th largest, 13th largest economy in the whole I planet. It was like the seventh or something. It's a big economy. Yeah, we had uh, some interesting jobs early on too. We always like to talk about kind of like our early jobs, you know. And and um, one of them, it was funny. Well, my first job, I was a dishwasher at the at an inn here in Jaffrey. It was called the Inn at Jaffrey Center at the time. And I, I don't know, what was I 15? You were young, and my first job was washing dishes too over at a spot in Ringe. I'm not going to say what spot it is, but uh, uh, the, la the last straw was when my boss came in the next morning after I had closed down uh, the spot. And before he left the night before, he's like, oh, he's like, okay, Mike, I want, I want to come in here tomorrow and see my pretty reflection on the floor, and I want all these dishes clean. And, you know, I did everything. I, I thought I did a good job, and, and I was proud of myself. And my next shift, I went in, and my boss was like, can I see you back here for a minute? I was like, oh, okay, maybe he's gonna give me a raise, you know? <laughs> Who knows, maybe 25 cents, you know? And he's like, Mike, I gotta tell you, I came in, it looked like someone took a shit on the floors. <laughs> what happened? I, I almost cried. I, I probably did cry later on, but. I, I, I saw Mike cry over this, he yeah. did, yeah. He, so I, I quit that job and I went to Market Basket. Market Basket. Which is a worker's paradise. Yeah. Oh man, Market Basket. Be, be still. More for your dollar. Billionaire versus billionaire. RT versus RD. Remember that a couple, a few years back that the, uh, the Demoulis brothers were suing each other at Market Basket and we're supposed to be like sympathetic to one of them and it's like, well, wait a minute, they're both billionaires. They, I never got a raise. Yeah. But that was fun. Market Basket was fun. They're, they had one dedicated line for the cigarette smokers. And they'd come over and they're like, All right, <clears throat> I want two cottons of Marlboro 100s. Folk, I'm from Massachusetts, so we don't pay tax in New York. No, Year's. we knew they were from Massachusetts because we smelled them when they walked in. That's true. And I'm from Mass. Originally. And I'm from Mass too, so right? Right, Goss? We're from Mass. I can say that. Yeah, Carol knows. I was born in Framingham, okay? Framingham, we, Mass. We could make a movie about my life and we could have Ben Affleck play this. Or Sean Astin now. <laughs> Samwise Ganji now. Oh, right? Do you see it? Maybe? Okay, I don't know. Um, so it's like, I will have two cottons of Marlboro Menthol Light, six cottons of Paul Mall 100s, <laughs> 42 cottons of Benz's, and no, don't, that ain't them. <laughs> That ain't them. And meanwhile, they got a cigarette going. Oh my God, I'm having a Nick fit. She's having a Nick fit while she's getting the cigarettes. <laughs> you know, when they, you know, I'm not, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and so I, I, we fulfill the cigarette order and uh, get, you know, uh. get them to the customer at large. The customer's always right, by the way. 
Customer's always right. Yeah, and you know they'll be dead in six months, so it's all good. It's okay. Well, it's the okay. best was the people who came in with oxygen tanks buying all the cigarettes. It's like, you might not be alive to smoke that carton. I don't know, maybe you will, who knows? Yeah, that was a good, that was a learning experience. That was a real, and, and, and when you work at Market Basket, you're not allowed to have any facial hair. You can have like a stupid like Hitler stash, but who wants to have one of those? <laughs> who wants to have a Hitler stash when you're like 17 tr trying to hit on the girls from Winchiton? Yeah. Not me. I still shop at Market Basket to this day, and if I'm feeling saucy, I'll go to Hannaford's. Yeah, your, your paycheck's a little fat that week. I'm going to Hannaford's. <laughs> I'm going to, to the butcher at Hannaford's, and I'm getting scallops. I'm like, yeah, yes, I, I, don't, I don't need to take out a loan. Yes, I will pay for it. No, I won't be making payments. Yeah, now that's the difference between market baskets more for your dollar. I believe that. Mm. If there's one thing I believe in this world, it's that market basket truly is more for your dollar. <laughs> I, I believe it! I Hallelujah, believe it. market basket! Hallelujah! Oh! That's our religion. God. That's our religion. Sorry, I was just saved. I'm moving in. All right, what do we think about some celebrity impression roulette? Where we just fing fire it out. All right. Julia Child directing a porn. so you want to make sure that you grab the breasts and the breasts are very tender and then you have the legs and you put plenty of salt and plenty of lube on the legs and then you get your shot. Put it in there. Woo! I love Julia Child, man. Julia Child. She's like, oh, I, like to, uh, I like to have a couple of bottles of wine with dinner. Not a couple glasses, a couple of a couple bottles. Of bottles. That's Julia Child, that's OG. Julia Child was OG. And, oh yeah. Julia Child was a spy during World War II. Yeah. She was actually a spy. That's real. I think she actually hid the recording device in the bird's ass. <laughs> she, I have this turkey here, I wanna put it in uh, the kitchen. Do you mind? Meanwhile, it's sending things back. Yeah, it's, incred it's incredible. Julia, man, Julia was awesome. I love Julia. Another, uh, another uh, guy that you were with and, and drove around and took care of was uh, former U.S. Senator Mike Gravel, um, who just passed away a yeah. couple weeks ago. And uh, do you want to just share a story about Mike Gravel well, and who he okay, was? Well, okay, so the, the draft in America uh, being forced to serve in the military does not exist anymore because of a man named uh, Mike Gravel, who was a U.S. Senator from 1969 to 1981. He did two terms in the Senate. He ran for president in 2008 um, to oppose the Iraq war, to oppose uh, you know, what we're doing in the Middle East, to stand up to both the Democrats and the Republicans and speak truthfully about what we're doing. And um, I met him when he came to my college in 2007 and I was, I was fascinated by him. I did my homework on him and I was like, wow, I get to meet this guy. He's, he's, an, he's a historical figure. You know, I'm at, I'm at, this is, I don't know, did Wikipedia exist? this point? It was young. It was, Wikipedia might have been young in Wikipedia 2007. Wikipedia was barely legal back then. <laughs> Wikipedia was barely legal. Yeah. Wikipedia had beach fuds. Yeah. It was, Epstein liked it. It was barely legal. That's true. But this is back when you could still say what you wanted on YouTube too, yeah. by the way. We're going to put this on YouTube. We'll see how long it stays up. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but yeah, Mike Gravel basically was in the U.S. Senate. He's the reason there's no longer a draft in America. And, um... He was, he's like the original WikiLeaks. He was in the U.S. Senate in the 1970s, and someone from the Department of Defense leaked to him a defense study called the Pentagon Papers, 
which is examining what the United States had been doing in Vietnam and Southeast Asia, and they concluded that it was not a winnable war, it was, it, was not, it was not to be won, it was just about sustaining conflict for the purpose of, of making money for the war machine, for the Pentagon, for the military industrial complex. And Mike Gravel, it was total bullshit. And Mike Gravel got this information as a sitting US Senator. You're a sitting US Senator, you have some power. You're one of 100 people in our government who has pretty serious power. You can, you can dominate news cycles as a sitting US Senator. Mike Gravel got this information. He was chairman, chair in the Senate of the Buildings and Grounds Committee. He called his committee to a hearing and started reading the Pentagon Papers into record when he got them. And he revealed truths about what the war machine was doing, what the Pentagon was doing, that no one was talking about, no one was being honest about. And it was really powerful. It was really, really powerful. So this, this was like the 1970s version of WikiLeaks, of, of people inside government leaking to the press horrible, terrible shit that is happening in our name all around the world. And he did it, he, I mean, Mike Gravel did it before it was a thing. Before, I mean, the, the courage on this guy. So that wasn't lost on me as a 20-year-old kid in college at Franklin Pierce University over in Ringe. And, you know, Franklin Pierce, 14th president, most drunk president. Very yeah. drunk, very drunk. He, in New Hampshire, the drunkest state in the country. Of course he was drunk. New Hampshire's the drunkest state in the country. It is, it I is. I think so, beer but by capital. Mike, Mike was awesome, and he did this, and he ran for president in 08 as a 77-year-old man, and I got to meet him, I got to know him, and I got to drive him all around the state, and um, he died two, three weeks ago, 91 years old, so he's a hero. He really is a hero. He is, he is, and there's some funny stories, though, too, man. There, there's some, yeah. you, you have some funny behind-the-scenes driving this cantankerous old former senator around. <laughs> yeah, you know? it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, how about another impression? <laughs> All right, what do we got? How about Michael Douglas? We got Michael Douglas fans in the audience. We know the actor Michael Douglas. Anybody even know who he is anymore? Yeah, he's old. Yeah, jeez. We just watched the game with Michael Douglas. I feel like every Michael Douglas movie kind of has a similar plot, like, you know, he's. I went into the corporate grill, I played squash, I kept a meeting with uh, my secretary, uh, we, uh, I got the Cobb salad, she had the salmon, I gave her my hotel room, we went back to my hotel, we had consensual sex, consensual. Two hours later, my wife stabbed her in the eye with a corkscrew. <laughs> That's every Michael Douglas movie. Every Michael Douglas movie until recently, where now he's in all the Marvel movies and he's like, so Marvel is paying me a lot of money and they're de-aging my balls. <laughs> President Donald J. Trump, when did you fall in love? <laughs> well, the obsession with Trump really began in 2006 when he had his beef with Rosie O'Donnell. It was incredible. So Rosie was on The View and she like parted her hair. This is back when The View was like kind of good. Rosie was talking about real issues, you know? Uh, so Ro Rosie does her, her impression of Trump and she flicks her hair and she's like, oh, I own all these beauty pageants. I'm gonna give her another chance. She's a 20 year old girl and she partied. And it's like, yeah, of course, that's what 20 year old girls do. They party, they have a good time. Trump's gonna be the, like, the, like the arbitrator of like good behavior, you know? I was married three times, and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a lot like Mitt Romney, okay? Three wives, just not at the same time, okay? I don't have the magic underpants, the, more, the, the Mormon magic underpants, I don't have that. So 
in response to uh, Rosie doing Trump's impression, and this is back in like 2006 uh, when it came on our radar, and uh, it was entertaining and funny and, and you know, it was just everything. Uh, Trump summons all the cameras up to his office. He has Entertainment Tonight come up and he gets them all set up and you know, it's all serious. He's in the boardroom and he, you know, he's pouty. And he's like, well, Rosie O'Donnell's disgusting. I mean, you take a look at her, she's a slob. What does she talk like? She talks like a truck driver. She's very unattractive, both inside and out. <clears throat> and if you take a look at Rosie and you see the mind, the mind is weak. I never saw it, I never understood it. How does somebody like that even get on TV? <laughs> so that's, that's when he really kind of first, other than Home Alone 2 where he directs Kevin McCallister to, uh, he's like, up the hall to the right. <laughs> that was the first time we saw him, but then the, the, the beef with Rosie was when he came into our purview, and anybody who knows us knows that that's true. And include, my mom will tell you too, because we were doing the impression nonstop. Would you guys stop with the Trump? Cut it out with the Trump. It's true. It is. It's true. And we didn't. We didn't stop. And now here we, and now here we are. We never, we never stopped, Mom. And, and how, how horrified and frightened were you to just... <laughs> <laughs> I totally own it, she says. Yeah, well, Rosie O'Donnell's disgusting. I mean, you look at her, she's a slob. She talks like a truck driver. She's very unattractive both inside and out. And I think I'll probably sue Rosie. I think it'd be fun. I'd like to take some money out of those fat ass pockets, okay, I would. And the reason Rosie got mad at me and attacked me is because I had to congratulate her on the failure of her magazine. Her magazine called Rosie, which was a total disaster. I mean, we saw that, Mike, and we were hooked. Yeah, I became a big fan of The Apprentice. Yeah, The Apprentice. A lot of people probably like kind of got into him. Yeah. The Apprentice was good. Yeah, then the Celebrity Apprentice, so like Gary Busey. And <laughs> yeah, Gary Busey. It was very Busey. entertaining, you know? It was very entertaining. Everybody loved me back then. You loved me when I was a Democrat. You had me into your house. You had me visiting with your children. We were doing all kinds of things. So a lot of people want to know, Mike, about Bar Rescue and John Taffer. Yeah. We got Bar Rescue fans here. Ooh. Shut it the f down. <laughs> Taffer comes into these restaurants, he's like, I see cockroaches, I see grease, I see burn marks in your kitchen, what kind of show are you running here? I will shut you down. He does, he comes in carte blanche and he gets to yell at all the people, and who, who wouldn't want to do that? Who wouldn't want to go into a restaurant or so, and I've tried doing that at restaurants, they're looking at me like, this, who's this guy? This guy's, I'm like, yeah, bar rescue, they've never heard of bar rescue, they're like, this is just a crazy guy yelling at us. And, uh, no, it's great. Taffer goes in there. He's like, we got a thermometer. I got a poultry thermometer. You know what your poultry should be at? I don't know, what? 43 degrees. You know what yours is at? 43? 45, why are you poisoning your customers? <laughs> <laughs> he goes like, he just, he really just clashes with them and it's just so good. He goes hard. He does go hard. He goes pain. really hard. We love Taffer. I love John Taffer. Yeah, ta I mean, dude, if Trump could be president, John Taffer could easily be president. We, you know? actually, we invited him on the podcast, and his producer politely declined. Yeah, they declined. He got back to us. He said, John Taffer will not be appearing on Jackman Radio. <laughs> we we've tried, had, though. There's actually some funny stories about some of the guests that we've tried to invite on, like um, the former, now deceased, may he rest in peace, the mayor of Toronto, Rob Ford. That guy, that guy was awesome. He's like, yes, I smoke crack. Do I look like an addict? I mean, look at me. Look at me. I want to see the footage. It was probably in one of my drunken stupors. But you invited him on Twitter and he was like, we're not doing that. Well, no, Rob, so I, I, asked, I asked Rob Ford if he wanted to be on Jackman Radio. Oh, what do we got here? Ooh, Doug, Doug Reamer, everybody. Bring Everyone give Doug a round of applause. 
Hey, Doug, 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 can you get me a shot of adrenochrome? I'm a good looking man. I, can you get me a, a, a I'll that's take a, a vodka tonic. That's a good looking man right take there. Oh, Doug, Infowars.com. Doug's a good looking guy. But yeah, I think bar rescue is, is like how you should live your life. If your in-laws are f***ing with you and you're just not in the mood, just look at them and go, shut it down. <laughs> shut it the f*** down. You know what? You suck and your bar sucks. And you know what? Your son who I married, he f***ing sucks too. I want, I want you to go home tonight and I want you to look in the mirror and say, I'm a failure. I'm the reason my bar's failing. And if you don't do that, I can't work with you. <laughs> I've never been more pissed off in my life. I love when he does, he says that a lot, and he has been. Yeah, you know, and, and, then, and then when he's like, hey, you wanna, you wanna order some food? Let's order some food. When they're, they're doing recon. They're, yeah, in, they're, they're like an SUV, <laughs> it's like a college bar. Yeah, they're, yeah, it's like, yeah, you think their food's gonna be good? It's basically fucking, you know, fried cheese with sawdust on it. You know, that's what their mozzarella sticks are. Fried pickle with sawdust. Amanda, oh, Amanda, Amanda thank happen. you, Amanda. I love you, Amanda. I love you, I love you, Bob. Bob Bureau, I wanna sleep with you. And um, Mike and I, this is, this is a, a, a thing. We went to Ghislaine Maxwell's house. Do you guys remember when she- Yeah! We should have had the podcast in Ghislaine's driveway. Yeah, Jesus. Oh my God. It was a beautiful dirt road and, excuse me. If you are running the biggest child trafficking ring in the history of all history, and you need a place to hide out, I got some great real estate on a hilltop in Bradford, New Hampshire. Okay, I do. Not, e not even Airbnb or Verbal have it listed if you want to have a bachelor party. It's not even listed. Okay, this is an off-the-grid bachelor party like you wouldn't believe. If you're hiding out, you're on the run, you wrap your phone in tinfoil. Ghislaine Maxwell wrapped her phone in tinfoil. Guess what? It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. And people are like, Eric, how do they, how do they find Ghislaine Maxwell in, in Bradford, New Hampshire? I'm like, because they're the fucking FBI, okay? They're the FBI. Let's be honest. They knew where she was, okay? They, yeah. knew, they were following her. Her husband is a guy named Scott Borgeson. From Mass. From, from Mass. Man from yeah, Manchester from Ma by the Sea, speaking of... Casey Affleck. Affleck. She was from Manchester by the Sea. We're gonna make a movie with her. We're gonna have Sean Penn. They're gonna kidnap somebody. Someone's gonna kill. We're gonna have Duncan's. It's gonna be great. Duncan's is gonna cater it. <laughs> yeah, Duncan's, Duncan's caters every mass accent movie. They do. Oh, but they do. Ghislaine Maxwell. Eric, did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? No, 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 no. No, he didn't. He definitely didn't kill himself. But Mike and I stormed, we stormed Ghislaine Maxwell's house like the fucking Hardy Boys. We, we did. We went, up, no, we, we, did. we went up there, Mike, in search of the lost Cora, didn't we? Something. <laughs> Something. And it was... Um, Spotlight. Another Boston movie called Spotlight. And we went up there, and it was just... It was weird. It was really, it was really kind of surreal. And I'm not going to lie. The whole time driving up there, I, I was kind of nervous. I had butterflies in my stomach. I'm like, Who, who's, who's watching this? There's got to be a drone. There's drones. We got drones that can kill people 8,000 miles away. There's drones watching what's happening here. Did you hear about the drone in Libya that hunted a person on its own? I didn't, I didn't that, hear about no, that. No, that, that, that happened. Folks, Infowars.com. <laughs> there was a drone in Libya that just acted on its own. It became self-reliant, became self-realizing, and just went and bombed somebody, and nobody gives a shit. They're like, it's like, oh, a drone in Libya killed someone. How about the drone from Amazon that's delivering my package? That's the drone that I care about. That's the drone that I care about. 
But yeah, we did. We went to Glane's. And there, there were some British journalists coming down her driveway as we were going up. They're like, like uh, Epstein killed himself. Epstein killed himself. He just like kept saying that. And then they got in their like old Saab and drove off back to New York. Yeah. I, you know what? Automatically, anyone driving a Saab, I do not trust you. I do not trust With a British them. accent. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a, like a British, like, like a really soy British guy coming down Ghislaine Maxwell's driveway trying to tell me that Epstein killed himself. I don't know that I buy it. I don't buy it. It was weird, and, and that was a year ago this week, and I'm, I'm still kind of like wondering about it. I'm still trying to process it and, and figure it out, because my, my phone blew the f up that morning. She tried to reinvent herself. It's like, oh, you're the madam for a child trafficker. She's like, no, I'm gonna save the oceans. Yeah, I'm saving the oceans. Terramar project. It's like, God. But uh, that was interesting, and her trial was supposed to be this November, November of 2021, you know? Yeah. Knock on wood, Ghislaine Maxwell didn't kill herself. I thought they were just, she was going to get COVID and that would be... Yeah, I'm that surprised. Was kinda, you know what I mean? Like, she, she, she got decapitated, but it was ruled a COVID death. <laughs> they didn't do that. That's kind of what, that. that was my thinking. That's what I thought they were going to go with that. But maybe they want the rights for a Lifetime movie or they want to do some kind of, you know, Hulu limited series and I'd, I'd be here for it. They could get, um, you know, uh, Scarlett Johansson to play Ghislaine. That'd be interesting. Have her play Ghislaine Maxwell. You if, know? It's, if it's done tastefully. If, if it's tastefully done, I'd watch it. Yeah. I'd definitely watch it. Unbelievable. The Hunter Laptop thing, look, like, I'm not like a partisan. I, I'm not into fighting left and right, Democrats and Republicans. What I spend my time on is researching what the most powerful people in the world do to f with all of us. What they do to make yeah. our lives miserable. What it's, the, it's, it's the, not about left versus right, it's about up versus down. What, that's what it should be. What these people do, the wars, the fucking wars these people create, the things that they do, what they do on the media to, to, to scare us, to push us into a corner, to make us afraid, to make us not question their authority. You know what? Fuck you and your authority, okay? You suck, you suck. And, and the thing with the Biden Hunter laptop, if Don Jr. had a laptop that got exposed with him doing crack and fucking prostitutes and, you know, X, Y, it sounds like a fun guy. But, you know, if he means, actually, I'd like to party with yeah, him. Yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of, I, I'm I kind, kind of, of want to party with Hunter. Kind of fucking in, I'm kind of here for it. I don't hate him. But if, 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 it, was, if it was one of um, Trump's kids, it, w it would have been plastered everywhere on every publication every news story, every front page article. Now, they ran cover for Biden. They, Biden was who they wanted to win. And, and I've looked at all this shit and, you know, addiction sucks. Addiction's horrible. Our state's dealt with it. We've all been affected by it. I'm not trying to like knock on someone who's addicted to, to something, you know. I have members of my family, I have friends who have died from addiction. But like, in the context of politics, if this was something that was Don Jr., who had this laptop, Jesus Christ, it would have been the end of the fucking world. Yeah. But it happened with Biden, and they, they shut down the story on the New York Post talking about it. Yeah, they, all right, they just took it down. That's Soviet-style censorship. And, 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 and if you agree with it or disagree with it, reality is reality. We live in the United States of America. We should have a free press. We should have access to information, and we should be able to process it how we want to process it as adults and free-thinking human beings, and then make a decision to vote, right? We should, wherever it leads you, wherever it leads you, wherever it says, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not wrong about that, Mike. I don't think you are.
That's why I'm up here. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't just have him put the Trump wig on and wind him up and spin him, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to hear his real voice. But yeah. uh, no, I, I agree. I, uh, it's true. Um, there's been a very chilling, there's been a silencing in our country um, the last few years. And uh, I, I mean, I, I haven't been around that long, I guess almost 35 years. So, um, but in my lifetime, I don't think I've ever seen it this scary, this bad, um, the censorship. Um, and the worst kind of censorship that I see is self-censorship. I see so many people who are smart, who, who are articulate, have their own opinions on stuff, and they're too afraid to say anything because they're going to be chastised by their family or their friends. And um, that's, I think that's something that's heading in the wrong direction. Yeah. It's not American. That's not yeah, American. That's, it's not. It's not. It's not it's American. Not. Freedom of speech protects speech that you disagree with and speech that yeah, you, you don't, don't like, like. That makes you uncomfortable. That makes you angry. That whatever it is we have we have an amazing muscle called the brain don't stop using it guys don't stop using your brain it's 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 a powerful muscle it's a powerful muscle yeah don't ever be afraid to express yourself yeah at thanksgiving okay they're like <laughs> we we shouldn't talk about religion politics and what's the third thing rosie o'donnell rosie o'donnell at thanksgiving <laughs> i think we should talk about those things at thanksgiving yeah i think we should forget about the and weather and forget about sports and forget about small talk bullshit and speak your mind speak your truth say how you feel about how you really stuff. feeling you know tell each other how you feel let's have a discussion about it let's have dialogue that's what we're doing right here tonight and I, i'm so thankful and I, I i feel so honored to be here and be able to do this imagine if you tried to do this in like saudi arabia you get your head cut off if you were afraid of what other people think about you or what they're going to say about you Tell them to go f themselves. <laughs> because you're gonna be proven right about some things and then the next day they're gonna just be on you about something else. And um, it's powerful, it's liberating to speak your mind, to say how you feel. And um, America, we have a lot of problems here. We've done a lot of terrible things. I've been all over the world. I would not want to live in any other country than the United States of America. And that's why we do this. That's why we're going to continue to do this. We couldn't do it without you guys. We love you guys. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Take care.